0: 68 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, guiding your gridiron journey none other than your host, former NFL lineman Ross Tucker. Oh yeah it is, but it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented, of course, by DraftKings. Love today's guest, Kyle Juszczyk, seven-time Pro Bowl fullback for the San Francisco 49ers. We've been doing great with these Wednesday guests each week. Obviously, Greg Cosell, the GOAT, on Thursdays, always terrific. A couple days away, by the way, already from announcing this week's Spread the Word winner, via social media, and we're looking for something different or creative this week. So, we'll leave that in your hands. You want one of these awesome press passes that I've been racking up this season? Do something creative to spread the word about what we're doing on the show. Sponsor confirmation email winner. So many awesome sponsors. You guys know the deal there. Just take advantage of one of their codes and email it to me, ross at com. And I love the YouTube shout-out, of course, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We are rolling on YouTube, which is great. Speaking of shout-outs, our patron of the day, Steve Schlarman, patreon.com slash RT Media. Get access to our private Slack channel with all of the other Tuckheads, including the vaunted Even Money Podcast betting spreadsheet which is like gold, Jerry. It's gold. It's also a big show time. The Big Show. Well, I love anytime I get a chance to talk to really any active NFL player, but certainly uh, a fellow Ivy Leaguer like Kyle check the all-pro fullback for the San Francisco 49ers. I think he comes on about once a year, maybe. I can't remember the last time he was on. I guess, Kyle, the first thing is just a, a congratulations are in order. For uh, your your Harvard Crimson securing an Ivy League championship,
2: yeah, baby, man, it's it's been too long. I think it's been since like 2015 or something like that since they since they've got one. So, um, really happy for the squad, man. Really, really stoked for them.
1: That really surprised me, by the way that that it had been since 2015. You know, when I was doing the Ivy League games on TV and you were playing, I, I think you guys won it like every year, pretty much. Yeah.
2: We, I mean, we at least we were, it always came down to the last game or so. Um, so I honestly, I was surprised too. We had, you know, kind of had a few uh low years there. Um, I think we even had a year where we went like five and five, and it had been like 20 years since we didn't have like a seven win season. So winning has been expected there. Um, and I'm happy to see they've gotten back to that tradition.
1: Do you get a chance? Uh, we'll get in the NFL in a second. I got two more though. Do you get a chance to
2: watch? The Harvard Yale game ever, um, not not every year, but I, I I'm I'm always looking at the highlights. I'm always checking the scores. Um, but Harvard Yale, it's definitely a special game, and um, having been you know been a part of that whole tradition, like I know the weight that carries. Um, so really, just out of respect to those guys, I do try to at least catch a quarter or so of it each year.
1: Um, let's talk about that. I mean, you've played in Super Bowls. You've been in the NFL for a long time. Where does the Harvard-Yale game stack up in terms of how much it meant to you, the importance, yeah. and in terms of biggest games you played in? Because I know, like, I, I know the way it is, right? Like, a bunch of our listeners and people that watch on YouTube or whatever, they'll be watching and be like, oh, come on, man, the Harvard-Yale game compared to yeah. an NFL game? or a... But, like, That's not what, that's not how it feels to you when you're a player. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: exactly. And like, yeah, like a lot of people are going to laugh if they say like, I quite honestly, like the Harvard Yale games. I mean, that's, that's in like my top five of like biggest games I've played in. Like, like you said, when you're a player and when you're in it, it means so much. Um, and college football is such a special thing because it's in such a, you're in your formidable years Um, you're playing with your best friends in the whole world. Um, you know, you live with these guys, you spend the summers with these guys, you know, you're with each other 24 seven. So like, it's just, it, it's just different. Um, it's a different locker room. It's a different relationship with your teammates. And so, um, those games, they just, they just take on a different meaning. And so, um, for me, like Harvard, Yale, every single year, that's the last game of the season. We were always, that game always had um, some sort of championship impl- implications. Um, so those are big game stream, man. They are really, really big. Even after, you know, being in the NFL for 11 years and played in the Super Bowl, Pro Bowls, all that kind of stuff, that still, um, you know, has a big part of my heart. Wait, has it been 11 years 11 years man no (laughs) way oh my gosh that makes
1: me feel so old I think I did like uh so many of your college games at Harvard and I thought like this might be your seventh or eighth
2: maybe ninth year wow is this year 11 or 12 we're in 11 so four in Baltimore and now I'm in my seventh season with the Niners
1: how how do you feel?
2: Do you feel like it's year 11 or not really? No, I, that I genuinely, I genuinely feel great. Like my body feels incredible. Like I don't feel any different than I did at 27. Um, and I honestly, like, I love when the young guys or the new guys here, uh, when they find out that I'm 32 they're and they're blown away, that's like the biggest compliment I can get. Like I loved when people are like, wait, juice, how old are you? Like, usually I lie and I'll say 29 that I've been 29 for like three, for three years now. But uh, when I finally comes out that I'm 32 and people are surprised, I'm like, that's the best compliment you can get.
1: Okay. So I was 28 when I retired after seven years. Okay. And maybe it's because I had a back surgery or whatever, but I noticed a difference for me, 27, 28 and 23, 24. But then even like in life, like working out. Um, if I have a big night out, there's a big difference in how I feel, you know, how you feel after a big night out when you're 32 than when you're 22 in terms of adult beverages and all that. Like, do you notice a difference? And what what is the difference? Or do you think you're not there yet?
2: Um I mean I noticed the difference in uh in the drinking um but I'm not, <laughs> luckily I'm not a big drinker like that's really off season stuff for me so that doesn't affect me now um but you know what I think that I've advanced in my recovery and my diet and all that stuff like as my career has progressed and I feel like that's really offset a lot of that stuff um where just like as early on as a young guy just like not knowing as much stuff um, I was still young and it didn't matter as much, but as I've gotten older, man, I've dove deep into recovery where like, I'm getting stem cell therapies every off season. Um, I mean, not a day goes by that I'm not doing multiple, multiple things, um, to help my body recover. So I feel like that's kind of offset, um, as I've gotten older,
1: do you have a goal? Like in terms of how many, how long you play? Like for me, it was like five yeah. then it was 10. Do you you have like a a number goal? Is it until the wheels fall off? Is it, are you at the year
2: at a time stage yet? Like what's your thought there? It's been a a bit of a moving goalpost. You know, like when uh, when I was in college, I remember I had all the practice squad salaries year by year written on my wall. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could just make the practice squad, that'd be incredible. Um, Then when I got drafted, uh, I was like, man, you know, a six year NFL career, like if I could get a second contract, that'd be like over the moon, you know, and now I'm I'm in my third contract. And, um, I've said that, uh, so John Lynch has nine pro bowls and I I always said, I wanted to beat him and have 10 and, you know, be a double digit pro bowler. And I'm at seven now. Um, but now I honestly, like, I don't even know if that's going to be enough. Um, it, at this point it might be, till the wheels fall off. I'm just having, I'm having such a good time and my body feels great. Like I just don't, I don't see any need to, uh, to stop right now.
1: Wow. That's cool, man. I hope you keep going. It's fun. It's fun. To watch. You wouldn't think that position, I mean, it's not like they have you running lead ISO every play, right? right. But you still wouldn't think like the fullback position doesn't seem to be one that's like built for longevity.
2: No, it, it is a little bit counterintuitive, um, but I do feel like I've, I've kind of adjusted the way I play. And like you said, I'm not running uh, ISOs on every single play. There, there are times where I do have to do that. Um, but luckily enough, you know, I get used in a, a multitude of different things and um, don't have to take on quite as many hits as you, you might think for, you know, an old school fullback.
1: Do you Kyle, do you have um like young fullbacks? or other fullbacks the NFL come up to you and, like, thank you and tell you how much they appreciate what you're doing for the fullback position? Because on some level, the position was, like, dying. And then Shanahan was like, no, I still want to use these guys. And they gave you a contract. I remember the first contract you got in San Francisco, everybody was like, wait, what? (laughs) They're going to pay it, what? And I was like, good for him, man, that's awesome. But you sort of, um, you sort of set a standard for that position. And I, I don't want to put, blow too much smoke up your butt, but like now there's other teams using fullbacks. Like it, you on some level, dude, you like kept the position alive.
2: Yeah, man. Um, It's, it is cool. A- after every game, um, young or old, all the fullbacks, we always meet up, Um, you know, after the game and just, uh, you know, exchange war stories and stuff. But, I I do. I I get a lot of compliments and and thank yous from the young guys for keeping the position going. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like the NFL is one of those things that if coaches don't see it, if scouts don't see it, then they don't know. Like and and so as offenses have evolved, if there weren't if there wasn't somebody like myself to show that, yes, like we can be beneficial to an offense and we can add to it and we can fit into these. Um, you know, more spread uh, offenses and like, you know, just in the way that offenses have gone now, if they hadn't seen that, if there wasn't somebody to show it, it'd be easy to just kind of move on and be like, all right, you know, that that was a thing of the past. We don't need it anymore. And we can move on to these, you know, bigger tight ends and more receivers and that sort of thing. But uh, I think I've been able to show that, um, you know, I can add value and, um, I hope that's been able to give you know at least a couple guys um, some jobs in this league.
1: And the biggest thing is, I do a college game every week. They don't they don't only have them in college. They, they, they're, they're hard like hardly like any fullbacks in college. Which yeah. I think that's actually the bigger problem um, in the offseason. I know you don't do this during the season, but in the offseason, Kyle, make sure you drink, drink some Labat Blue Lights with your friends and family live life to the power of we that's my official beer nice. always enjoy responsibly beer labat usa buffalo new york so i'm so mad man i have a betting podcast and you know the jags game i i took the jags getting the three points i'm thinking oh they're at home they've won five in a row i knew you guys were going to win that game like that, <laughs> you weren't going to lose four in a row the jags were not going to win six that's just not how the nfl works Right. How do you explain sort of losing three in a row and then coming out and murdering the Jags?
2: Yeah, you're so right. Like the NFL, there's just so much parody and like everybody is good. They really are. And um, even when it's, you know, a seven and two team versus a two and seven team, like, you know, it's, it's always going to at least be a fight for a bare minimum of like two and a half quarters. And um, so much in the NFL just comes down to like, you know, where the turnovers go, if there's penalties and critical situations um, and that can really just flip the the script on a team very quickly. Um, But as far as us, like even during that, that three game skid, like we still knew who we are. We have a brand of football. We have a standard um, and we know what that is. And we just weren't taking care of the football. Uh, So we knew that going into this game, that was everything, was taking care of the football, stopping the run on defense, Um, and those were two big things that we, you know, we took care of. We ended up, um, creating four turnovers and we didn't turn the ball over at all on offense. And I mean, that's what happens. And when it's four to zero in the turnover margins, it's, it's not going to be a close game usually.
1: When did you know, um, when did you know Purdy was kind of the guy and how good do you think he is or can be?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean even going back to his rookie year and um, just seeing him play in the preseason games, you got a glimpse of, okay, there's something there, you know, obviously we know like in the moment preseason seems like the biggest deal in the world, but then, you know, now you look back at what the storylines were in this preseason you're like, what were we talking about? You know? (laughs) Um, So, you know, you can't put too much weight on that, but uh, you saw it at the end of last season, um, him stepping in, Uh, against Miami for us late in the season and you know leading us um, I think he won like eight of our 12 games in a row or something like that Uh, but I really I I think the sky's the limit for this guy Um, he works his absolute tail off he has such a great understanding of this offense Um, he's an incredible leader you know for such a young guy on a veteran team too it's I, I just have so much respect for him being able to you know, step into a huddle and command that huddle, and tell us, you know, what needs to be done. Um, and I just think he's ext- I think he's a really talented football player. I think he plays quarterback very, very well, and, and at a really high level. And I think uh, with the guys he's got around him, um, th- th- there's no limit to where this guy can go.
1: Can you can you tell? Like, does he even shave? Like, <laughs> I, I, I I when I see him tonight, I can't take him seriously. He looks. <laughs> He looks younger than my high school team's quarterback. Like it's hard to like, like, does he have, does he grow any face? Can you try (laughs) to get him to do like a Fu Manchu or like something?
2: He's got some stuff going on, but you know, it's funny. Like you're right. He does. He looks, he looks very young, um, but he, he doesn't carry himself that way. He really, he carries himself like a veteran. He's been very mature since he stepped into the building. He shows so much respect to veterans and um, always has an open ear, uh, to the older guys and, and taking advice and loves to ask questions. Um, so the guy, he, he's a very mature guy.
1: I mean, is it fair to say, uh, with where you guys are at, Kyle, this is my last one, is it fair to say that this is, is almost every season with this core group now that Lynch has brought in and as talented as you guys are, are you guys kind of at the point where it's like pretty much Super Bowl or, or bust, Like, like we're here to win the Super Bowl, otherwise yeah. – it's a disappointing season.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I hate, I kind of hate just putting like, you know, headlines out there of super bowl or bust, but yeah. like th- when you boil it down, I, I mean, yes, kind of that, that is kind of where we're at. Like that is our expectation. Um, we know that you don't just snap your fingers and you're back in the NFC championship. you like, you know, this is a long season and there's growth and there's development and you have to go through all of that and, you have to win these games early on so that you can get that seating to put you in the best position to go to the Super Bowl. And um, I think something that's really come to light for me like later in my career and um is just it's so easy like during the season to pick holes on and you can do it on every single roster, no matter how good or bad teams are. Like there does a perfect team does not exist in the NFL. And everybody wants that team to be perfect, and they're gonna, they're definitely gonna win the Super Bowl. They're gonna be in there, but like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good you are. Like if we we could be nine and zero right now, and all that does is give us a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And that it may give us a better chance to have, you know, a very talented roster and to have a good record and good seating and all that. It definitely improves your chances. But nobody just gets that ticket to the Super Bowl right from the regular season. You know, at the end of the day, you got to win playoff games and you got to beat good teams in critical situations. Um, So really, all we're trying to do is just improve those chances. And we just know, like, you know, nothing is guaranteed in this league. Nothing's going to be given to you.
1: Seven time pro bowler heading towards double digits to pass as GM. I guess that means you'd be like a Hall of Famer. And by the way, you would have gone to the Pro Bowl in Baltimore if they even used you more when you <laughs> were there. Like, dude, you have like 10 Pro Bowls right now. That's like, right. you're about like the best player, like Lawrence Taylor doesn't even have 10 Pro Bowls. It's just crazy. I remember you playing a tight end at Harvard. Just yep. nuts, man. Really, really proud of you. Happy Thank for you. you. Check him out on social media at JuiceCheck. 44 love the social handle really appreciate the time man thank you so much uh, good luck stay healthy the rest of the year
2: thanks man it's always good catching up with you
1: such an awesome guy i love talking really with any guys that current players former players it doesn't matter what i like about it is i feel like they talk to me differently than they do to the media the media or whatever anyway um, here's what i know kyle use awesome and so is the game time app because Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts for some of these concerts and stuff, which makes sense, right? A lot of people don't care about the opening act. I will be going to a concert, by the way, actually, in a couple weeks, thanks to Game Time. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. and then a nice feeling? Like Somebody just reached out to me about tickets for Eagles Niners, and I, I literally said, Game Time out, bro. That's the best way to do it. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, GameTime credits you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem code ROSS for $20 off. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, Lowest price guaranteed.
0: Ducks takes. All right, Ross, we'll start with the Bills. They fire offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey.
1: Yeah, I probably have a decent amount to say on this today, Jack. So I'm going to make this my Labatt take of the week, which, of course, is presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt, USA, Buffalo, New York. So I don't really care that the Bills fired Ken Dorsey. Like, I can go either way on that. I don't think he was doing a great job. I don't know if he was doing a terrible job. The thing I think is just funny about it is they wouldn't have fired him if they won the game. So he's sort of a scapegoat for them losing the game. And then you watch the game – was it Ken Dorsey's fault that the ball went through Gabe Davis' hands for an interception, or that Allen had another terrible pick, or that James Cook let the ball get ripped out of his hands, or that you had a drop by Dalton Kincaid, or a drop by Latavius Murray, or that Sean McDermott on third and long with the Broncos out of field goal range sent an all-out cover zero blitz? Was it Ken Dorsey who was the 12th guy on the field? For the field goal, I'm just not a big fan of the sacrificial lamb scapegoats. I'll say this. Once you start changing coordinators, if that doesn't work as a head coach, you're next.
0: Got some roster moves to go over. <clears throat> the Patriots cornerback Jack Jones was claimed off waivers by the Raiders. Jets cut running back Michael Carter. Vikings linebacker Jordan Hicks underwent a procedure on Sunday night for compartment syndrome, so they bring in Anthony Barr, St. signed defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul, and the Lions' side edge rusher Bruce Irvin. So Jack Jones played in high school for Antonio
1: Pierce in Long Beach, Poly. So that's wild, isn't it? And in college at Arizona State. This is the third level of play where Jack Jones has played for Antonio Pierce. So pretty clearly, they've got some type of connection and Pierce feels like he knows them and can get the most out of him. As for Michael Carter, that was a little bit surprising. I don't know what happened there, Jack. A couple years ago as a rookie, he did a lot of really positive things, but then they drafted Brees Hall last year and he was better. And then they decided they wanted Dalvin cook this year. And next thing you know, Carter's available, but he was still kind of their third down back. It's interesting. Um, as for Jordan Hicks, that compartment syndrome can be scary. I think that my biggest takeaway from that, what you were just saying there, Jack, is that you forget that Anthony Barr, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Bruce Irvin weren't on teams, you know? Like, the NFL doesn't slow down for anybody. It doesn't care for anybody. And quite frankly, we don't miss anybody. I mean, do I, you know, do we miss Aaron Rodgers when we watch a Jets game? Yeah, probably. Probably. But my point is, it doesn't really change anything. I mean, it changes things for the Jets, but it doesn't change the popularity of the league or whatever. Uh, that compartment syndrome is scary. But we'll see. You know, for the Saints and the Lions, they're both right in the thick of their races. I think they just want to make sure they can get one more edge guy, right? Like one more guy that can give them 10 to 15 snaps, obvious passing downs, fresh, and maybe get a pressure, get a sack, help them close out a
0: game. Other news includes Cowboys linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch is done for the year and possibly his career. Jaguars wide receiver Zay Jones is arrested in a domestic battery charge, and Texas li- Texans linebacker Denzel Perryman was suspended three games for repeated dangerous hits.
1: My guess is they'll knock that down a little bit upon appeal, but they're not, you know, Kareem Jackson was on the show. They're not messing around with these guys. That they think are repeat offenders. Zay Jones, obviously, that's not real good. And Leighton Vanderesh, if you remember, when he came out of the draft, there were reports about concerns about his neck that now have obviously come to roots. He's already had one surgery. I think if he has to have a second, that'll probably be it for pro football for Leighton Vanderesh. Other than that, I think we're done here tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft. All on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to MyFrontPageStory.com. There is no better gift you can get for a loved one. I guarantee it. She will cry. You will win. It's so money, it's not even funny. MyFrontPageStory.com. How about backofficescheduler.com, go-bangles.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sporticulture, and the always delicious pizza boy brewing.